Welcome to The Breakdown. We are so glad you're here. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And we are just excited to get into what the Lord has for us today. Yes, we are. What a powerful we week. I always feel like when the when the pastor comes back, there's this charged message. Yes. Because he's had some time to meditate and God's been speaking to him mm. um, while he's been away. So really excited to dive into this word today. Absolutely. And just all that, all that the Father has. I want to say real quickly... Um, it's not often that I'm not in both services, but I was actually able to teach one of our children's classes yesterday. Oh, that's so cool. It was really cool. How was that? It was awesome. And I have to say, you know, uh, in the past, I would I would always be so busy doing something on a Sunday um, at, at other churches and stuff that I was really never able to be in the children's ministry. And I just want to say, man, if you are looking for a place to use your gifting and develop and sow into lives, there's no better place than being in the children's ministry. The the curriculum that we have is amazing and the children are awesome. They are really splendid. Yeah. So you should definitely plug in and, and really, especially if you're a teacher, there's no way to, no better way to develop your teaching. <laughs> yeah, or even if you have kids involved. I yes. think it's cool you get to see like what your kids are experiencing yes. every week and being around that. That's, that's a really cool gift. I have to say as a father of four coming and teaching the classroom yesterday and previously and other Sundays, I was like, wow, this gives me a greater appreciation yes. for what our children Children's workers are doing, but even for the value of the content, there's a lot of rich content that Pastor Holly makes sure our children come home with every week. So I just wanted to put that plug in there because I'm really grateful oh, for absolutely. for the children's yeah, ministry that absolutely. we have. Yeah, because I mean, kids' ministries, the lessons are always very fundamental. Oh, yeah. But the fundamentals never change. For never us, change. Even as we grow. That's right. Which we're going to probably dive into today is absolutely. some fundamentals. So take us there. What's going on? The presence of God. I hope you were catching that as Pastor okay. Zach was preaching. Yeah. So Pastor Zach, uh, uh, set us up as this is almost kind of like a part two to a message he preached uh, last year yeah. um, on Moses and the burning bush. Yes. So this this part it was about okay so that dialogue that that Moses has with God at the burning bush. Yeah. And you know Moses is being called by God to go back to Egypt because the Lord has heard the cries of the Israelites, his mm. people who are who had been enslaved in Egypt for mm -hmm. 400 years. Yeah. And he's going to send Moses back as their deliverer. Now, Moses, he was the son of Pharaoh. Yeah. Um, and he he was also an Israelite, but um he got upset at how the Israelites were being treated, so he murdered an Egyptian, yeah. and he had to basically run out of out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And there's a warrant for his arrest. So God is telling Moses, okay, I've heard my people's cries, yeah. and you mm -hmm. are the one that is going to go and be my voice, be my representative, and bring the people back out of Egypt and back here to worship me at this mountain. Yeah, yeah. But Moses is like, I can't go. Yeah. And there's a lot that plays into this. I think that there was probably an element to Moses being in the court of Pharaoh years yes. ago when he was actually there that he probably knew he was supposed to be a deliverer, which is probably why he took things into his hands and murdered the Egyptians. Right. And how many of us can tell a story in our own lives of knowing that we're called to something, something great, something mighty that we know God wants to do, and yet we try at the first glance, we try with our own might and our own strength, and we fall flat on our face, and we realize I'm never doing that again, so we run away, and here we find Moses again, just like right. us. And God is saying, no, that really is you. 
I really am calling you out. We're together going to do something mighty. But here's the difference that I feel like Moses probably learned after 40 years that God is now trying to reveal to him is it's not going to be by your strength. No. It's not going to be even by your wisdom. You can't formulate this. And so I feel like God shows up on the scene at a time where Moses is completely humbled. 40 years have passed. Mm -hmm. Moses is completely humbled. And I'm willing to bet probably pretty comfortable that he's never going to do anything more than shepherding like he's doing right now. Right, because he got married. Yep. Um, He's had this entire life. Mm -hmm. 40 years is a long time. Yeah. It's a very, very long time. So here he is. And I, I just, I find that so amazing. I haven't so, even lived 40 years. So yeah, it does. That, that is a I'm, long time. Like that, closer. That feels closer like a long time. Ever. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I were just joking about this. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, so, um, but imagine like yeah. from, for those who have lived 40 years, if you've lived 80 years, mm-hmm. you know, half of that chunk of life here, we find Moses all that time. And he's probably just settled into the familiarity of this is my life. Maybe going through the rehearsal of what worked and what didn't work. Maybe a little regret of, of what we left behind mm-hmm. and did I really hear from God and enter God speaking to Moses from the burning bush and what I love is that God makes it very clear this time how it's going to be right because the entire game changer in this process in this mission that God is calling Moses to is I will be with you yes. he promises Moses his presence certainly I certainly. will be with you you. Yes. And that's what I think we really have to focus in on from this message yes. is the importance of the reality that as believers, we have the presence of God, not only around us, mm-hmm. but in us. Because right. we live in the, we're in the New Testament. That's right. And Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he said, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And before that, when he was telling his disciples, like he's setting them up for his departure and he's he does it gently and he's like, and it's actually good for you that yes. I go yes. because then I will send the Holy Spirit, I will send the comforter mm-hmm. and he will guide you into truth and he will be in you. Yeah. And so we have the presence of God, not just around us, not just, so you know, so guiding us, but it's in, he is inside of us, mm-hmm. teaching us. And so... This is the focus of everything in our life is that we are um, God's instruments and we don't do this in our own strength. We don't do this by our own logic. We do it by the spirit. That's it. That's it. It's interesting. Just talking a few moments ago about our children's ministry and the fundamentals. And isn't it interesting? Somehow in the kingdom of God, the closer we get to God, the more we lean on the fundamentals. Jesus himself said, unless you become like a little child, you're not going to see the kingdom of God. And I think it's so interesting that we lean back on this basic principle, this fundamental principle that God says, I will be with you, certainly. It's like when Jesus would say, truly, truly, or verily, there's an affirmation to the statement I'm about to make. There's no way around it. Certainly, I will be with you. And I believe this is the confidence that Moses actually needed to begin to step into. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's still very shaky on this confidence right right now. And so God has to walk him through a journey like he does all of us. But that point of saying, I am going to be with you. And Luke, I love that you're bringing that up. This is so important. You you and Mm -hmm. I were talking off camera, you know, when, when Moses comes out and they establish the tabernacle, well, where do they see 
God's presence. Mm -hmm. They see their God's presence and the pillar of fire and the pillar of smoke. God's presence was ever before them all the time. And we tend to believe that if I could just see, yes, then I'll believe. I can't no. see his spirit inside of me, so I struggle to believe. Mm -hmm. No, you wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. They didn't believe when Jesus was standing there. Mm -hmm. They're not going to believe when he returns. There'll still be people that rebel. But the secret is for those of us who realized exactly what you said. The presence of God resides inside of yes, us. Yes, yes. That should be the place that mm -hmm. our confidence is bolstered. Look, I see your face changing as we're talking about oh, it. Yeah. It's powerful. Because it, because it is. It really is. But because it's so simple, mm. and I think also because, as we're going to get to mm -hmm. uh, what Satan tries to do in our life to get our minds off of that reality, yeah, that's what sabotages our our confidence that's true. and our ability to walk this out. That's true. That's true. We get in our own way. Other <laughs> things get in our are in our own way. the The whole point of what Satan wants to do is to get you off of the reality that God has you living in. Yeah. And so what we see, the way he did it with Moses and thousands of years later, the way he's doing it with us, what does he do? Gets you to focus on self. Yes. So Moses' whole argument to God, I mean, how we stand before God mm -hmm. and argue, but Moses' whole argument to God is, who am I? You know, Moses rehearsing for 40 years, having been in, in wilderness situations, I, I believe most of us find ourselves in many they wildernesses. Will happen. Yeah, they'll yeah. happen in life. And when we go through a wilderness, we are constantly rehearsing the deficiencies, the brokenness. Maybe if I would have done it differently, if I would have looked at it this way, it could have been a little different. So Moses now comes here 40 years later and says, God, who am I? Rehearsing all the deficiencies, all of the lack of confidence. It, it didn't work when I tried to step out. Mm -hmm. And the one difference was that it wasn't God who was moving in that time with Moses. Right. And now he's afraid to go back because mm -hmm. he's, well, they want to arrest me. They, they want to kill me. Yes. You know, um, and, and that's what, you know, I loved how Zach said this. He said, don't let um, a proximity to your weakness eclipse a projection of God's strength. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So because we live with ourselves, we know ourselves, our our deficiencies, our, our mistakes, our past, um, the flaws that we have inside of us, our liabilities, we're close to that. And yeah, we, we know are. that intimately because we, we lived that. Mm -hmm. we, we have lived through that and that's what we carry and it, it wounds us, it's in our soul. And, and when we focus on it, it just gets so, so magnified. But the presence of God in our life is the game changer. And I think sometimes we think that, um, you know, it, we commit like this lie it's a fundamental lie that I don't think we all, that we even verbalize sometimes, but we, we live this out. It's that God doesn't know this mistake about me or he wouldn't have, or he wouldn't be picking me. Yeah. But that's not how God works. No, no. God accepts us with all, all of our flaws. You know, his picture for his relationship with us and the church is a marriage. 
And when, when we commit ourselves to a spouse in marriage, we are accepting them with all of their assets and all of their liabilities. And God knows everything about us. He knew everything about Moses. He knew about what Moses had done, what Moses had gone through, the preparation that Moses had in the wilderness. And God was saying, I'm choosing you. And yeah, I know about all those things. And that's why I'm going with you. And you know, when, he, he, when Moses says, well, who am I supposed to say to Pharaoh uh, who has sent me? God tells Moses, you're just supposed to say, I am has sent you. Mm -hmm. It's like we put it, we're supposed to put it back on God. Put it back on him. But if we get so stuck on our mistakes, then it causes us to lose sight of the reality that God is the one in our life. And God's the one that's that's really orchestrating all of this. He's he is the deliverer. That's so true. It's interesting, Luke. I don't know if you realize when we do our premarital counseling. Part of what always comes up and part of what I weave into the, 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 not the message, but the weddings that I do is you're accepting all assets and all liabilities. This is now the second time I've heard you say that, um, at least today, once off camera and once here. And I'm thinking, man, I, I have, I have this strong sense that that's a real necessary word out there for at least one of our couples who are watching or, or somebody who's watching and knows like, maybe I'm not accepting my spouse with their. Right liability um i'm still and zach i've been meditating or on maybe this too. you're not even accepting yourself yourself with your liabilities this is where i think this show comes in to win and to cause us to pause as we're meditating on the message from sunday because god speaks a word for the congregation and for whoever's watching on sunday and we come midweek to pause at the breakdown and say let's dig again let's dig again and let's unearth those secret treasures and let's evaluate Am I actually disqualifying myself when God is trying to put me out there and qualify me? Am I disqualifying my spouse when God has qualified them and put them out there? Exactly, and that's why I think we we live out that lie with God mm. is because that's something that we live out with each other. You know, Zach talked about judgment and how you know we. We, we judge people based on their process and their sanctification, where it's like, well, you need to be perfect before yeah. like, you can be used. Or, yeah. or, or, and, you know, the, Jesus had that whole story in, in the New Testament where he talks about the Pharisee and the tax collector praying in the temple. And the Pharisee is saying like, God, I am so thankful that I am not like this tax collector <laughs> who is over here. I do all these things right. Yeah. I am so, it's I, I, I. I. And he feels that he has earned, yeah. he has earned his place in the presence of God. Mm. But the one that Jesus says went away justified was the tax collector who said, Lord, be merciful to me, a A sinner. sinner. That's all it takes for us to receive the presence of God. It's just our awareness of the need of the presence of God in our life. That's it. Which is why, you know, we have the values here at HPC and we place a premium. It's a high priority on the presence of God. And even Pastor Zach was saying in the message, hey, you you might be really like, oh, this church worships an hour. We do it for I I actually love that because I really believe, as Pastor Zach was saying, it gives us an opportunity to get a little bit closer to the Lord. And a lot of times God is preparing our heart and speaking to us and bringing correction and conviction during that time of worship that we would not be able to receive the word that he has for us had we not spent that time in worship. It is about proximity to him. 
and, and not proximity to our problem or to right. our deficiency. I don't know if I'll ever be able to get Messer's, you know, that picture with Messer <laughs> out of my head because it's so good. It's very good. You know, many of us have gone up and climbed Mount Washington mm -hmm. and we see it from that perspective and the toil that it is to get up there and what we have to leave behind to go, boy, that is a message in and of itself. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, we there have are like to, 10 messages within this message. <laughs> We're, so it's like, we will well, do our best. Do our best. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, okay, just yeah. seeing like this Mount Washington, which is the largest one over here on the, on the Southeast coast, you know, to be able to say Northeast coast rather. And it's like, just right there. And if we can, if we make God that mountain and our problem, the issue, yeah. we need to reverse that. We need to be so close to God right. that our deficiency is nothing for him. Right, it's and nothing. he knows our deficiency. He does. So maybe that's where we have to start, start is, there. okay, I feel disqualified because I'm not a good speaker mm -hmm. or I have, I have this sin struggle that mm -hmm. I'm working through. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. I can't lead in that way. Um, so, okay. But God knows about, knows this about he does. me. He does. So with that knowledge, I can then walk confidently because he is still giving me his presence yeah. and he's gonna work this out as we go. You know, cause we have that whole thing about the preparation in the wilderness. Absolutely. When God accepts us, he accepts us, you know, as we are, but then he also is gonna transform us as we go. That's it. Oh, that's so good. And that I, that I would say is the one caveat is do not, what I love about what Pastor Zach says a lot is do not think God moving through your life and his purpose being fulfilled in your life and the Holy Spirit moving through you is a stamp of approval no, for every area of your not, life. It not. is so important. And I believe this is where we have the falls and the failures is because we don't realize that while God chooses to use me in spite of me, he expects that humility to stay, right. that I'm constantly keeping myself mm -hmm. under him and presenting, okay, God, like it's still not gonna be by power or might, it's always gonna be by your spirit. I may still be putting off this flesh all the days of my life. I may still be renewing my mind all the days of my life, but I know I'm gonna keep going forward. I'm not gonna say, hey, look at me. I'm somehow so yes. accepted, even though I have all this sin in mm -hmm. my life. Right, and, and, and that's the thing is every sin, every, at the heart of every sin struggle is a desire for something good. Mm. It's a desire, but it's a desire that only God can meet. That's good. So yeah. as, we, as we pray and as we dive deeper into the presence of God and ask for more of him, he gives us more of himself. Like that yeah. is a 100% guarantee. If you pray and ask the Lord to give you more of himself, he's going to do it. And then as you do that, you, you start to understand, wow, like this is what I've always wanted. I don't want this sense trouble. No, and it becomes, no easier it's still it, it's tough still challenging we still have yep. this is why we have soul care deliverance like it, it it can be tough sometimes to break these things off and move forward but when we have tasted and seen of the presence of god it's like yeah i don't want anything else mm. i i just want him i i just want i just want the lord i want to feel his presence and operate in his presence all of my days every moment yeah yeah and what's so interesting about this journey, I just, I'm back there, I'm thinking about Moses in front of the burning bush, but then my mind jumps right to Moses on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights and the experience and the encounter that he has with God. And, and I just feel like, you know, Pastor John Gagin and I were talking about this earlier today that sometimes we look at our church and we're amazed at the move of God and we're amazed at the miracles. Well, very much the children of Israel coming out of the land of Egypt would have mm -hmm. been completely amazed by the miracles and the hand of God, and yet it still wasn't enough 
to turn their heart and relationship towards him. And it's never really about the miracles and the signs and the wonders. Those are all supposed to be pointing to him and leading us to him, which is why we see Moses, real transformation in Moses's life is not even really happening prior to the Red Sea crossing. It's happening when he gets in the presence of God up on that mountain and experiences him in a very intimate way. And and I believe that like you talk about, we're being transformed on the journey. Right, and you know, thinking about Paul in in the New Testament, he says, I'm gonna boast in my weaknesses. Yeah. And you know, he has this thorn in the flesh that he's asked God several times seven times i believe to take it away and the and and the lord says no my my power is made perfect in weakness yeah so i think our natural our human mind is like yeah but if god was going to move god would take it away god would make paul all better yeah and it's not that god wants like causes paul to have this thorn in the flesh it's from satan it's a messenger from satan but the transformation in paul's life is not that he gets healed it's it's that he gets more of god Mm. he gets a deeper intimacy with god well, I think this brings up this point that Pastor Zach was bringing. By the way, as Paul says, three times I saw the oh, Lord. Three times. It's okay. okay. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's just for those scholars seven, out there. Seven was a cool number. Seven's a so. really cool number. I feel like it's, it's a, a Bible number. number. <laughs> yeah, it's three or seven. If you're going to throw out 12. a number, there you yeah. go. Three, seven, and 12. Just throw it out there. But Paul says, three yeah. times I saw the Lord. I just had to do that for all of our scholars out yeah, there thank you. who are going to be wondering. But this brings us to this great point of uh, you know, finding a long term purpose in a short term wilderness. Mm. If we're looking for this experience with God, right. you know, we can't expect um, to just stay in the wilderness no, all the time can't. as if that's going to be the main goal. That's he's taking us somewhere. Yes. And we don't want right. to make a purpose out of and get comfortable with mm-hmm. this experience that we're having. Right, right. Because whatever God does in us is to make us a a more suitable vessel mm-hmm. for His purposes yeah. and to build His kingdom. So, what was the what was the sign that the Lord gave Moses? It was, "You will come and worship Me at this mountain." Yeah. So Moses has this transformational burning bush experience, um, and you can keep reading in the chapter. I encourage you to do oh, so yeah, because there's good. interesting dialogue where the Lord actually gets angry at Moses because <laughs> Moses. Just, doesn't it takes him a while to get it but the idea was Moses gets transformed he encounters God he goes out and gets the people and brings them and that's that's that same pattern in mm-hmm. our life mm-hmm. we encounter the Lord he transforms us we then go comfort others with the same comfort that we have been comforted with, with, pointing them not to us, but back to God, the one who has comforted us. And then we we continue on this journey in worship. Mm. And that's the sign is that, yeah, we're gathering all these people. And that's God's heart is I'm gonna gather all these people and they will come and worship me. And that we can have this, this mutual devotion one to another, God to us and us to him. That's so good because the end result is the relationship. We don't need to get hung up on the wilderness. I remember when I first came to HBC and the elders gathered around and they prayed over Jennifer and I, and the resounding word for us over that time was this doesn't have to be long. This is a wilderness and it doesn't have to be long. Your cooperation with God in this time is going to determine the length. And that is a humbling experience when you're faced with that because the truth that Pastor Zach was communicating in his message is that we can actually be very purpose-filled in a wilderness and we can make a lifestyle 
out of staying right. in well, the because wilderness. God is downloading all these all things this into you, and it's like, wow, like I'm getting all these truths. I'm getting yeah. all this revelation about yeah. what's going on in my life, and God is changing me. It's like, okay, yes, but then at a certain point, it's time to go. It's like, yeah. I think of there's patients at the hospital that we call them <laughs> frequent flyers. They love the hospital. They, they, they love the, you know, they say they love the food even. They like the beds and they enjoy, you know, the, the nursing staff and the doctors wow. coming to help them. Like this is the best place. Yeah, even like on holidays, sometimes some of them will present to the ER to like kind of like get an admission so that oh, they can wow. yeah, spend the night. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but it's like that. Like, I think that's like what we do sometimes with God is like, we enjoy that hospital season wow, where he's fixing good. us. And that's it's like, good. okay, yeah, he's fixing us, but there's discharge and yep. we have to go out and, and live because yeah. we are created for health. That, that's exactly right. The end result is not to constantly need to be fixed and, and made well all the time. The end result is to live in that health, to right. live in that place, a place of health. And uh, that is so good that you brought that up. So one of the final things that we really wanted to target, there's like, again, so many mini so sermons, many so many, many messages. But one of the final things that I believe was really speaking to me and other people as we were dialoguing is this concept of running. Zach had this great slide of the, the big dude in the tight mm. shirt and just kind of out there positioned running. And the joke that he was saying was this was actually captured while he was running from another church, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, I think for me, um, you and I were talking off camera and you're saying, I'm not really a runner. And I'm like, well, I have been a runner most of my life. And it's really interesting. Um, I love that Pastor Zach keeps coming back here. I noticed this year, a lot of it is about, hey, you might be at this church and you might have just come from another church and another church and another church. Well, don't leave this one for the same reason. Right. Don't, like, like God has brought you here and just allow the Holy Spirit to do the work. Right. If it gets uncomfortable, you're probably in the right mm -hmm. place. Yeah, and even though I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a, I wouldn't call myself like a runner, yeah. but I, I think I tend to fall into the, like that stalling position yeah, yeah. that Zach was also talking about, <laughs> where it's like, okay, let me let pray about that. it. I really wanna make sure you know, or there, and there's sometimes there's a little fear because like you start to think, oh, I have to do some of this in my own strength. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. The, the task and the call of God is going to be there. Yeah. The children of Israel were already oppressed those 400 years. They needed to be delivered. Right. God set in his heart that Moses was that deliverer. Part of the anger that you talked about, mm -hmm. that if you read on in the chapters, you see that God gets so fed up with Moses because Moses is contending and arguing with God. And God says, just fine, there's Aaron, your brother, yep. he's coming, just he'll be your mouthpiece. Whatever you have to do, just get out there and do what I'm telling you to do. And it's like, you know, when we think about how frail we are and how yeah. broken we are as people, I love what David says, God remembers our frame and he knows that we are but dust. Mm -hmm. And so if, if God chooses to use us and our frailty and our weakness, then we don't need to keep running from anything. As Pastor Zach was saying on Sunday, you don't need to run as a follower of Christ. You don't need to run from anything. You do, right. however, have to keep running to the life source. Right. And that's why I think it's important for us to surround ourselves with other believers, other good, solid friendships where we're all going to that same place. Yes. We're all going back to that mountain of God to worship. Yeah. You know, because it, if you're doing that, it's easier. It's going to look different in each, in each of our lives because our situations are different. Sometimes there's overlap and that's where we, we encourage one another. But if we're 
all heading towards towards God. We're all heading towards that moment of worship. It, it's easier for us to keep each other um, accountable, and also, you know, it's it's more fun and enjoyable on the way. It really is. It really is. And I think the basic Christian principle that we've talked about a number of times on the show is that no one's an island. You don't get to do this Christian walk alone. God took over a million people out, the children of Israel. And it's like, okay, it should be, he had feeding 5,000. He had disciples. We should understand by now that there's going to be a group, a kingdom of priests, and we should learn to rely on the people that God has brought to us and surrounded us with. Mm -hmm. And because God goes with us, that's why we as individuals and as a church and as a group, we can pray those bold prayers. We don't have to, you know, like we understand that it is our job to go bind up the brokenhearted. It, It is our job to go set the captives free. You know, when Jesus, it, when you read in the Gospels, it will say so many times, Jesus had compassion on the crowds or mm-hmm. he had a situation comes up and it's like, G- Jesus had compassion. That's always followed by an action. Action, And that right. word for compassion, it really means like to come like from, from the bowels, like mm-hmm. from your stomach. Yeah. And it required an action. Like imagine like you really had to go to the bathroom. Like you really feel something in your stomach. You have to take care of this. Mm. And that's what, that's what Christ's compassion is like. Wow. It's it, it's I feel this to the point where I must do something. I'm not going to stall. I'm not going to pray to think about it. It's I will do because I am compelled by the presence of God and and the spirit of God living and moving through me. Wow. That is really powerful. That Pastor Zach was bringing that home the other day that you you can't help but act. You have to. You can't just sit and pray and say, I'll wait. There should be an action because you're already walking with the Lord. Right. You know his right. heart. You know he wants to he wants you to move there. Think about think about Jesus having walked with the Lord and spent his early, early times with the Father. The early morning of the day, the, the end of the night, he's spending the time in the presence with the Father. So that when he's moved to compassion, he already knows the Father's mm-hmm. heart. So he's able to execute with an action. Yeah. God wants us so close to him in relationship that we know his heart and we're able to act on his behalf. Yes. We don't have to go yes. back and pray and say, yep. I wonder if I should do this. I w-. We already know his heart. Right. We know exactly how our father would act and so we step out mm-hmm. and we do it. And we're gonna make mistakes. We sure God, are. God makes up for our mistakes and He, you know, He, he's moving us along and he still continues to use us. Our mistakes, our past, do not disqualify us from further use that's so good because that's the gospel that's that is the gospel in a nutshell bro that is so good well as we get ready to wrap up here i felt personally i don't know if you are agree with this but i felt personally that it'd be good to pause and say okay is there any area of my life where i'm running Mm-hmm. You know, I'm running, maybe I'm here at HPC and I'm new, uh, or maybe I've been here for a long time, but I'm really not planting myself. I think it's so interesting if you come to a fireside, uh, you get this little uh, uh, plant and it says, grow where you're planted. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful yeah. because I think we're so used to having these quick roots. We just pick up and we move out. And while God wants us to be ready to move at the drop of a hat, he also wants us to be in fellowship with each other and with one another. So just to pause for a moment and say, is there an area of your life that you're running from rather than running to the Lord? Amen. Yeah. Or stalling. Or that's, that's the you other part. You know that's, what yeah. the Lord has called you to do, <laughs> yeah. but you're stalling. You're stalling, holding yeah. out. You're still praying on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going before the Lord and saying like, yep. ah, you know, yep. like Jonah, like Pastor Zach was joking about. So awesome. Well, why don't you close us in okay. prayer, bro? 
Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you um, for what you're doing in in our church, what you're doing in each of us. And Father, we just pray Mm. um, that you would just fill us with the boldness that comes from knowing and experiencing and living in your presence. Mm. And Father, we just repent of all those times where we have looked away, when Mm. we've given um, our attention to the distractions that Satan's trying to stir up in our life, when we've given um, more attention to our past and our brokenness that you have already accounted for and not to you. And so, Father, we just ask that um, you would just pour out a fresh um, anointing and sense of your presence and 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 the destiny that you have for each of us. And we just thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. That's The Breakdown. We'll see you next week.